Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Would you like to contribute to the conversation? Yeah, yeah, oh yeah, what condition conversation was in. Jay Talking with Bradley Jay. I listen to morning with the sun up. I'm busy. WBZ News Radio 1030. I tune my radio to AM 1030. The radio's all yours now. I talk to a man whose name is Bradley J. Improved my mind in a wonderful way. I just called in to see what condition conversation was in. Yeah. Yeah, oh yeah, what condition conversation was in. WBZ, Craig Fitzgerald is in. He's a car guy. Did you see my text? Did I see your text? My te- Well, no, sorry, not my text, my uh, tweets. No, I did it not. Said, uh, that you were, had easygoing wit. Oh, good, and good. I hope I brought sm- it with me. Lots of car smarts. <laughs> <laughs> so, folks, I know you like the car stuff. Car stuff. And we're going to add a little something in there. Usually we don't do this, but today we will. If you have something going on with your car, makes it a sound, it has a smell, a rattle, something's off, and you're wondering what it might be. We don't generally do that, but Craig's agreed to do that. He certainly is hot, knows how to do it. What is this noise? Why is this light on? What is that smell? What is that smell? Why do I feel this in the seat of my pants? Right. What's that, that sensation? Exactly. In the, in the shifter. Yeah. It's like a little shimmy. Shimmy. Shimmy shake, something like that. Uh, I'll see if I can diagnose whatever's wrong with you and at least point you in the right direction. So it's 617-254-1030. 617-254-1030. And if I were listening and I had one of my old problems, something that put me off, I had a Nissan 240SX. Oh, that's a cool car. I know. I like that car a lot. But it had a transmission issue so that like, if you would go up a hill... It would go going up a hill. Huh. What was that? Clutch. Clutch? Maybe. Possibly. I don't know. So it had a stick, right? Yeah. Yeah. So I had a I had a Nissan, probably same era, uh, with a five speed. And that was the first car that actually, you know, like you know, Japanese reliability, fantastic, blah, blah, blah. That's the first car and one of the only cars I've ever owned that uh the transmission failed on that car. Really? would pop so, out of fifth gear, and uh, then it started to pop out of fourth, and that was all she wrote. So uh, the, they did work on the transmission for a whole bunch of money, and it never really – it was better, but it never really went away, period. Huh. Totally. Kind of put me off. I was put off. 240 is a good car. 240SX. That was still, a uh, – You never see them anymore. There's a rear drive, right? Yeah. Yeah, with a five-speed. Never see them anymore. No, you don't. And like a go-kart. They're, they're a, a tuner favorite, that car. They they've become like a cult classic, and they're not out there anymore. No, no, they're t- tough to come by, and they're expensive when you find them. What about a Miata? Is that a tuner classic? I, Miatas are great mostly because they're around. I mean, they're just they're everywhere, and and you can buy one of those super cheap. That'd be a good car for you. 
I, I know you're, you know, every, every time I talk to you about it, you know, Miata, it's got a, it's got a stigma. It's a, it's a girl car, <laughs> which I think is a horrible thing to say because girls can enjoy cars. Guys can enjoy cars. I would love to have a triple white cheerleader special Volkswagen Cabriolet sometime. I think that's a cool little car too. You don't think there's such a thing as a girl car? No. No. What, why do you say that? Because, you know, a lot of women drive Wranglers, and you wouldn't say, wouldn't call that a girl car. Uh, a lot of women drive uh, Miatas. A lot of guys drive Miatas for okay. different reasons. I don't know if it goes but, both ways. A girl certainly looks natural in a Wrangler. Mustang convertible. but And all that. But does it go the other way? Do, do men look okay in a Miata? I should throw that out there, folks. Yeah. Is is a Miata? Do men look? Does it look wrong when a man drives a Miata? I don't know. I think that's I I I, I will offer my opinion right now. I think a, a guy can drive a Miata with 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 pride. Pride, absolutely. How about if it depends on how big the guy is? Because you don't want it to look like a clown car. <laughs> that's true. That's true. There are cars that I fit in because I'm, you know, five ten. And I was made for British sports cars where a lot of guys that are taller than me. I used to be taller, but now I, I've shrunk. Oh, yeah. Seriously. Yeah. I, I, I went to the doctor and they measured me and the, the woman said, oh, 5'10". I said, what? I used to be 5'11 and a half. Wow. That's a pretty An substantial shrink. Like, I don't know. Where did it go? I don't know. Did, it, did my spine collapse? <laughs> yeah. Did my... My hip bones sag in the socket. I, I Could don't be. Know. Let's talk to John in Hyde Park. Hey, John. Hi, hello. How are you? John, how's it going? So, good, good, good. So, I have a 2010 Patriot. Can't hear you very um, well, John. And, uh, can I speak right in the phone? Right in the hole. Can you hear me now? Yeah, better. Okay. So, I have a 2010 Patriot, uh, and... The the ball the, the nut that holds in the actual uh what holds the rim in, but it holds that it holds the, what holds the rim onto the car. Yep. And that just keeps unscrewing on me, and I uh, the car will start making a certain sound and wiggle a little bit, so I have to take the tire out um, and then tighten that. It's something where the where the pin goes into. So it's the, it's the it's the lug nut that that holds the wheel onto the. Uh onto the the brake rotor essentially right yes okay so and those those nuts those uh the the lug the lugs are are backing out they're they're getting loose yeah, as that, you're driving the car yeah that one big nut that's there that lug nut the okay so it's got one oh so that's the one big one yeah does it look like a castle does it yes. look yeah. All right. So there's a cotter pin that goes through that. Yeah, okay. it's there. It's actually there. It just keeps loosening up to the to the pin. Okay. So take take the if you can take the pin out, right? Take the pin all the way out. Loosen that nut, uh, or or actually uh, uh, tighten it to whatever the specification is, right? So you're gonna have to figure out. You know, you you need a torque wrench to do this, but you got to figure out. You know what the correct uh, um, uh, force. force is to tighten that too. Okay. And then you go to as close as you can get where you can get the pin through it, right? So you got to you got to line the castle up with the holes. 
You stick the pin through it, but that pin's got to be folded over. So the pin's got to be long enough to fold over so that it keeps that nut from backing out. That's what the pin's there for, okay. right? So, yeah, without that thing, without that pin in it, that thing's going to back out, and it's going to, like, the wheel is literally, like, the whole business is going to fall so off. So, what is it? A bunch of lug nuts and one of them's No, bigger. so so what what he's saying is, like, when you take the wheel off, when yeah. you take, you know, the five lug nuts off or whatever yeah. to take the wheel off, yeah. behind that, there's there's the big nut that holds the brake rotor on. Oh. Okay? So it looks like a castle. It's called a castle nut, right? Uh, and it's got yep. it's got little indentations in it where it allows a cotter pin to go through what that thing is screwed onto and it holds that nut in place. So when the cotter pin goes through, it folds over and then it holds that oh. nut in place. That's exactly what's going on. So the so, cotter pin's busted or yeah, not long yeah, enough? Yeah, either something? the cotter pin's not long enough or something, but you can't just slip the pin in there. It's got to it's gotta be long enough. To, it's got tangs on the end of it that fold over the nut, and that's what keeps that whole thing from backing that's up. That's weird, kind of an Achilles heel, right? That's a weak spot. Yeah, I mean, it's thing. just one big nut that holds everything on, you know? Yeah, so does, exactly. does that make sense? Yeah. The only, the, only, the only question I have um, um, besides that is um, what about does it have other holes further into the to the thing where I can where I can put another like another pin in? What? No, because it, it, the pin is there and it's folded over. Yep. But the the the, the actual nut will be it's able to loo to loosen up all the way up to the pin. Yeah. So oh, she's hoping there's another hole. Yeah. There's down. a deeper hole. So no, there's not. That's a bummer. So so I'm trying yeah. to figure out what about a washer. Uh, you that that's a good point. There may have been good idea. there may have been a washer on there at some point, like a spacer. Um, so uh. I think the best way to find out would be to either you know a lot of times you can find you can download like a like a Jeep manual. You can get a PDF um, you know online somewhere that'll show you an exploded view of what that looks like, like a parts diagram. And if it shows a spacer in there and it's missing. Then that that may be the problem. Maybe the spacer got misplaced or something. Yeah, that makes actually that makes sense. Right. So okay. I'll I'll look okay. up. I'll see if I can find something online at the break, and and I, I I may not be able to, but um you know check that and see if maybe there's a spacer in there. You probably don't want to involve the dealer, but they would know, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know oh, anybody yeah. any mechanic would know. You know they'd be able to look at it and say, oh yeah, there's supposed to be a spacer in there. Can you take a yeah, picture I mean, of it? My wallet would know too after that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. So th that sounds like that sounds like mostly what it is. Um, you know, okay. we'll we'll look around and see what we can find. Yay! Thank you. All right, you got it. Okay, David Norwell will be All next. Right, that was fun. That was good. Yeah, you're very good at this. Oh, thanks. I I do get credit for the uh, washer idea. That is, yeah, I know that is for good. a lay person. Yeah. Okay. It is a spacer, just so spacer. You know, spacer. <laughs> Okay, that's I don't want the, you to get too ahead of yourself. That's where, don't get too cocky, because a yeah, washer is something else. Why does everyone hate minivans? What is it? What is the what is the thing? Does it seem like a mom car? Is that what? Do you, what is your guess? Yeah, I think that's it. I mean, I think I think well, that's kind of related a, to the Miata question, right? Right. Exactly. That's exactly right. You know, a mom can drive a minivan, not a problem. A dude drives around in a minivan, and you're making judgment. Uh, seems like a know, double about, standard because right. a woman can drive a Wrangler. That's cool. But a man can't drive a minivan without suffering 
the stigma. Yeah. The shame. I I, I drove a I had the a tears. Toyota Sienna last week that I drove down to the beach and I it was absolutely fantastic. The car, the I vehicle. Loved it. I loved it. Family loved it. Everybody did was people happy. People point and laugh. No, they did not. Did, they did not that I noticed, anyways. What was it? Uh, who was the guy? Uh, the movie? Uh, John Travolta tried valiantly to make the minivan cool. Oh, that's right. That was Get uh, Shorty, maybe. Get Shorty. That's right. But it never really caught on. No, it didn't. The the Cadillac of minivans. Yeah, that was the uh, Oldsmobile Silhouette, if and, I remember correctly. And is uh, the the Miata a, a female car? Does it work with a male? Six one seven two five four ten thirty. We have good news for John in Hyde Park. The guy with the Jeep, I think Patriot Jeep. Patriot. Yes, that's right. So, so we we were exactly right. It's uh, two thousand seven to two thousand ten Jeep Patriot. You're gonna look for a spindle lock nut kit uh, at your local auto parts store. That's gonna come with the cotter pin, the nut, a retainer, and two washers. I was wrong. It is not a spacer. It is a washer. They call them washers. I apologize. I apologize. You were right on that. Right. So there's actually two of them, and that's what that's what's causing the problem where it, it, it there's too much space between the cotter pin and the nut itself. Okay. Good news. And yep. how much is it? It is $9.27. That is cheap repair. And he can do that himself, Yes, right? he can. Absolutely. One and done, hopefully. Yeah. Ten bucks later. Look at that. Is that I something saved specific, you hundreds. specifically for... Uh, this this vehicle? No, no, that's that's uh, you know pretty much anything uh, you know that has spindles like that, like a you know any car is going right. to have on the front wheels has something that holds those things together. Wow, man, you did save the guy hundreds. Yeah, that's good. <clears throat> Worth the call. Thanks for calling. Now it's Dave in Norwell and anybody else six one seven two five four ten thirty. It's Craig Fitzgerald. Of best we see, we need to. St- that's right. Bestride.com. That's kind of why you're here. That's right. Officially, yep. you are the editor. I am the editor in chief. Yep, in chief. and uh, I write a lot of the content there. And all right, maybe you're gonna write an article on the the gender specificity. Sure, of I vehicles. can. Yeah, we can figure that out. Okay, David Norwell. Hello. Well, I, I think. Hey, Bradley. How you been? Pretty good. Hey. I think that a female car with the tires spinning and smoke flowing off them is very manly. For example, you mean a, a you mean a, you mean a woman doing a burnout? No, a man doing a burnout in a woman's car. Oh, so for example, what kind of woman's car? Well, you just take a uh, like a uh, you know a front drive um, you know a Chrysler product uh, and just get the get the front up. Lint, front end lean in one way or the other and you can spin that tire pretty good can you really sure yeah it's absolutely, look cool. absolutely it's still look cool but front front wheel drive spins just don't feel good the only one i yeah, always well, i ever thought was cool was that was the old tornado the old tornado that was like you could do a big fat burnout because it was so heavy and it had a what 455 yeah, and something yeah did it yeah, it did. Uh, did you just say it would spin yeah. forever too yeah from zero to 55 yeah right <laughs> my father always wanted a well, he had the Polara. Yep. But he always used to lust after the Tornado. Tornado was Look at a, that Tornado. That Tornado. was the thinking man's car in the 1960s. I'll tell you right now, really was. That was quite a car. So, All right. Well, what about well, hey, the look, what about listen, the I, Miata, I gotta, Dave? Would you do you feel like the Miata yeah. is a female car? Well, actually, no, I don't at all. Men race it all the time. It's a it's it's a manly it's a manly car. They beat it up, you know. 
if they lower them and make them hot rods and put high horsepower motors in them. So yeah. they are popular cars. But popular. I, hey, listen, I got a really good question for you. Okay. Okay, I don't know if I can stump the uh, professor on this one, but it's a 2001 Prius, and um, it has no apparent uh, um, coolant leaks anywhere mm-hmm. with a, a small seepage in the back of the head. Yep. Okay, and it's using like a, a, a ton of water. I mean, like 25 miles, you're putting a half a gallon in. Yeah, that's not good. Is it? it no, I don't. But so it's, it's not coming out of the pipe. It's not coming out of the tailpipe. It's, and it's not going in the crankcase at all? No. So no. nothing looks white in there? Nothing looks milky or anything? No, no, no. no. The crankcase is clean, and the, and it's and it's definitely not coming out of the tailpipe. Mm-hmm. I'm, so, I'm experienced with cars. I mean, it, it's wicked confusing. I don't know if it's, like, leaking out. Supposedly something up back near the battery, they said that it might be a leaky leak. Back do you see any on the know, ground? They, 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 do, you, do you see a puddle? No, no. That's the, that's where we put it up. We put it up in the air and got under there, let it run for like a half an hour up in the air, and it's not leaking. So somehow it's separate. When you're driving, you know, you actually the wheels are going to be spinning for it to be leaking. Oh, really? And nothing's wet in there. Nothing. I can, we can't find uh, Have, the only the only obvious. Uh, there is a little bit of seepage at the back of the head, but not enough but, to. You know what I mean? Right, create right. that kind of loss. Yeah. Well, I mean, if the seepage at the back of the head, it shouldn't be doing that either. You know what I mean? But that's right, not right. a half a and gallon. It runs, and, it, and it runs beautiful. Right. Like it runs perfect. So, I, I so, done, I did, we did We did a compression check, uh, check on the radiator, so the radiator is good. We know okay. that. It holds, it hold, it's holding, you know, pressure, no problem. So and you, that doesn't leak down. So you pressurize weird. the system so that that's that's more than just the radiator, right? So you pressure you you put the entire cooling system right. under pressure, and it's right, not right. leaking. Yeah. Well, right without the car running. Right, right. And then when you when it's sitting there idling, it doesn't go down either. And then all of a sudden you just lose a ton of ton of water. I I was told by someone that some back by the battery they they run some uh, coolant back by the battery probably to keep it cold and. They said that it can leak out there when you're driving, it blows out, and so you never see it. But there's no obvious obvious fluid, you know, and you don't yeah, see anything anywhere. That, no, nah, you, you'd be able to see that, and you'd smell it like crazy. What? Dave in Norwell, let's find out what kind of verdict Craig from Best Ride Dog. I, I don't have a verdict, oh. to be honest with you. I'm, I'm digging around here trying to figure out if anybody else has got the same problem, but I'm not finding So how would you proceed with this kind of problem? What would you do? Uh, so you can Don't drive it over 50 miles. <laughs> yeah, right, right. And, and uh, that's, you know, that's what has happened. It's getting driving around town. That's it. Yeah. Yeah. Beautiful right. Don't drive, don't you, drive. You hate How many miles are on it? Uh, about one fifty four, I think it is. Yeah, right I mean, that's, that's like a, that's like a 300,000 mile car. It's, it's surprising. Oh yeah. That... They really, yeah. I've, I've had a couple of them that are really, really good cars. So does the temperature gauge work? I had a real bad work? accident when I was unbelievably held up really good. Does the temperature yeah, gauge work? Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah uh, I don't recall, but it's definitely not overheating. I, I would know that. Right. You know what I mean? Like, by the way it runs. Yeah, right. It runs too good to be overheating. You know, it's no, no, um, you know, no shutter, no shake, none of that. You know well, what I mean? And, it has plenty of power. An engine like that will overheat one time and that's it. I mean, it, you'll, right, you'll right, boil right, the head right, right off of it. You know, like yeah. it's not like driving, you know, like a, a th- you know, GM 350. You could overheat it, you know, 20 times before you blew a head gasket. But on an engine yeah, like that, no. they just won't, they won't put up with it. So it can't yeah. be getting hot. 
Um, no, it's not. It's definitely not. I mean, and if you, if you sit there and let it run without driving it, it doesn't lose water, which is the weirdest thing in the world. And it it's has not, to it's, be moving. You're not leaking out of the out of the heater core anywhere. Uh, no, no, inside. No. Well, maybe. No, I, I Have you checked I the carpet? I didn't look at that. Uh, no, you know something. I I ha- I haven't checked the carpet. Yeah. But I, I, it's just it's it would be obvious that if it was leaking in there, we would smell it. It should be. You now it leaks down underneath the carpet, and it it, it it may have a drain hole down there. Right. Or something. Right. You so know? I mean, check to see if idea. the carpet's wet. You know, I mean, this, sometimes you know, sometimes you miss something like that. I mean, it doesn't sound like that's what it is, but right, right, because uh, you know what happens. That's kind of like you, you're kind of xing that out because when once you did the, when we did the test, it held it held no problem. Right. Right. Unless the when it runs and it drives, it, it opens up a valve or something that allows heat to the right. You know, so there is there is that, a coolant temperature system. sensor in there that allows the coolant to pass. You know, once it gets warm. So, and you know, it's right. got a thermostat in it that you know, obviously, that's going to wait until the coolant gets gets to a certain temperature before it goes through the system. So, yeah. I, you know, I, I maybe look around there, see if you can find something leaking inside. I mean, I'll figure I'll figure something out, but it's I mean, I'll figure it out, but it's it's yeah. weird. It's like I've never I mean, I've I've worked on cars pretty much my whole life. I don't do it as a profession right. anymore. Right. But I, I, you know, this is like one of the weirdest things I've ever ran into. I mean, a half a gallon, that's a lot of coolant, you know? Right. And it's in a very, very short period of time. And the weirdest thing is it doesn't lose it when you like, when it's just sitting there running, it can, you can run it all day and it won't run out. Of, it won't, right. it doesn't burn it. It's weird. It's just yeah. once the car's rolling. So. All right, buddy. Like I said, somebody, somebody said that it could be something to do with a, a cooler in the battery. Yeah. That doesn't, that, yet, that doesn't no. seem right to me. Because that does that yeah. that's that's actually that's like the the opposite. Like that water's hot, and you know, the, like the, if there is a cooler for the battery, then it's that's going to be off the AC system. I I don't right, know. Right. I, that, I I don't know. I don't buy I mean, that one. Someone mentioned that. Yeah. yeah. All right. Keep me so, in, keep I'm, us informed. We got to get to Tony and Walpole, I, Dave. All right, man. Dave, Thanks. Thank you. Craig, you got take it. care. Okay. Bye. So, uh, Rob, Tony and Walpole's next because he's on line five, and and no one's ever on line five. That's weird. Okay. <clears throat> hey, Tony. Hey, Tony, what's happening? Line five. Say hi to Craig Fitzgerald of bestride.com where you can go and shop for new cars and used cars. Yes. Okay. Yep. What's up, Tony? Wonderful. I have a 2014 Mazda 6. Yep. Now, this is a wonderful car. It's got electronic everything. You push a button, it starts. You don't even need to put a key in or anything. Now, sometimes when I turn the car off, it doesn't turn off. The, mm-hmm. the engine will turn off, but the radio and the um, clock will stay on, which means the car is actually on. So my battery will die. And then all of a sudden, it'll stop. It'll turn on, then it'll turn off, and everything will be fine. But then it'll cycle through again, and it'll, it'll go back to not turning off. Hmm. Okay, and so I'm frustrated. So so there's a there's a couple of couple of things. Does a couple of questions for you. Does it have normally, does it have retained accessory power? So you turn that off and the radio stays on for a certain period of time and then shuts off? I can set it as an option where it'll do that. Okay. And I can also turn the car off and then turn it on to accessory. Right. Before I start it. Yep. Yep. So it sounds like, so if there's a setting to turn that off, it sounds like you've got that turned off, right? 
so that yes. you want it to just when you hit the button when you're in park you hit the button and everything just shuts off all at once that's the idea correct okay and sometimes correct. it's not doing that but sometimes it comes back correct. on after shutting off right no the car uh, okay. doesn't turn on no no but the no, accessories like the radio do oh it never turns off Right. So what he's off. saying is when he when he hits the button that never turns off oh. and it also doesn't s- sort of sort of get to the point where the system shuts itself down after a certain period of time. Mm. Um Correct. Hmm. So it sounds like you may uh that may be a dealer thing, that may be a dealer visit. Have you talked to them at all? Uh no, I have not. So, I'd so like the to reason like different car places, but yeah. So, I mean, did you buy it at a dealer? No, it was a used car. Okay. So, so the the only reason I mention that is because there may be some kind of a recall on that. I'll have to look up and see if there, there's anything um, that's flagged for the Mazda Six. It's a fourteen, right? Yes. Um, I mean, you know, most times, I, I, I the 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 biggest one that I have an issue with is BMWs. BMWs seem to be like, they seem to have a mind of their own when you go to shut them off, where sometimes yeah. sometimes the radio stays on, sometimes it'll stay on forever, and then sometimes it'll shut off the way that it's supposed to. I, I can never figure out exactly what it's going to do. And that seems like kind of what this is doing. Um, it's so, a surprise every time. Yeah. Yeah, and and when you, so so when you when you shut it off and the radio stays on, can you manually shut the radio off? I can go to like off, but yeah. the screen will still be lit, still and I know on. it'll still be wanted. Right? Yeah, yeah, and there's yeah. No way to shut it off on. at that point. Uh, other than disconnecting the battery, wow. no. Yeah, that's that's something you're going to have to talk to the dealer about. Um, no, some sometimes when it comes back on, the uh, instrument. The instrument panel yep. goes from Fahrenheit to Celsius. Oh, okay. And I have no idea how to get it back to Fahrenheit. You get, but then all of a sudden it'll go back to Fahrenheit, and then the car will be fine. When it's fine. Maybe it's accidentally it hitting something that no. changes the settings. No, you got to I, – I think, you know, there's there's a deeper problem in there with the – you the know, it's the, it's the computer that runs that. Um, there's something malfunctioning in there. Because because that that shouldn't that should never happen, you know. Like it's it's usually, and I don't know specifically on the on the on the Mazda six, but usually to change things from from Celsius to to Fahrenheit, that's a couple of menus deep to get that to happen. Um, yeah. You know, it shouldn't be something that just happens when you turn it off and on, and it's not something you can right. accidentally touch a button to to make it happen. So it sounds like something deeper is. Sounds like something deeper is going on there, uh, and it sounds like maybe you you know something something might be happening that would throw a code that you know what they they could hook up a code reader to it and figure it out pretty quickly. All right, I've hooked up code readers to it, and it doesn't Not do anything night. for me. Yeah, no, excuse me, codes, but it's it's um, uh, one of them is on my brakes, mm. my tie. I had uh, replaced my tires. Yep, and this is my um, tires were out of line or something like that they were. Yeah, one related. was traveling ten miles, you know, was traveling ten point two miles or something stupid like that. Huh. So I picked up the tires off the ground, reset it, and reset the battery, and everything was fine with that. The code got rid of it, but I don't know. 
sounds like I have to go see my have my car has to go see a shrink because it's got uh, mind problems. Yeah, yeah, right. Yeah, <laughs> I, I, you know, it, it, it is it is an issue with stuff. You know, like you say, it's got electronic everything, and you know, when you do have all those things are interrelated too. So once you have an issue with something, it starts, you know, manifesting an issue is in other places. So. Hey Tony, uh, Tony, thanks. I, I used to live in Walpole. Where do you live? Um, originally Rhodes Ave, right across from Bird Park. Cool. Okay. Well, yeah, thank you. Nice. Uh, Love it there. Good luck with the the, the the Mazda Six. Yeah, I'll try and get back to you with the uh, results. All yeah. Right. Good. All righty. Let's take a break. Six one seven two five four ten thirty. Check in just to say hi. Have fun. Doesn't have to be a repair problem. Though it seems to be quite popular. Anything to do with cars. I, I really like the should I keep mine or should I get rid of it? it was, everybody's got a little issue with their car. Like, for example, maybe this this, this issue with his Mazda 6 bombing him out enough so he would just get rid of it. No, that's not. That's crazy. But you know what I'm saying. Maybe it's getting up in miles. You got some shimmies and shakes and some problems. And you want some advice on should it stay or should it go? It's WBZ. I've got something to say. Yes, Brad. Jay talking. Bradley J. WBZ News Radio 1030. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, Lil. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Turn on your radio. You've got me listening to this. Turn it on. Bradley J. Oh, you're a smooth talker. You are. You are. This is a Bradley J. on BZ Tech Jay talking. You talk the talk. Do you walk the walk? WBZ News Radio 1030. WBZ. 617-254-1030. We, uh, Tony and Walpo, had a question, and I think uh, Greg might have might have found an answer. It seems like, Tony, a lot of people with Mazda 6s in 2014 had a similar problem. Yep. So you're going you're gonna to want to look uh, online at Mazda6club.com, and you can search the community in there and search for, uh, you know, car won't turn off or accessory power won't turn off. It seems like there's a lot of people with that problem. Um, somebody had a fix. Yeah, somebody had a fix. He pulls the shifter all the way to the right, never leaving park, and then lets it pop back to the left. After that, he turns the car back on, no ignition, foot off brake, and then try to turn it off again. Hit the on button twice, basically. And this solves the issue 100% of the time for me. Although sometimes it takes repeating the steps once or twice. So, so that's, that's not like 100%. 50%. <laughs> but... Uh, he does say he talked to the dealer and they seem perplexed. Um, so this seems like a kind of weird electrical issue here. Uh, and but quite a few problems having people having the same problem specifically with the 2014. So uh, you're not alone. So check Mazda6club.com. Search the forum. See what you can find out. That uh, you do a little more research than I can do uh, at the commercial break, but. I you know what I don't like? Alone. One thing that really gets my goat is imprecise communication. Like that kid, like that person wrote, it works 100% of the time. Except about when it does it. the time. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> so stupid. And, and, and they're, well, 
Imprecise communication really gets me. Well, do we need to break, Rob? I can't remember. Did we always bre- already break? We did not break. We did. We already breaked. Okay. We, we broke. We broke. We break for animals. All right. Let's go. Ed in Maryland. Hello, Ed. Ed. Hey. hey. Uh, good morning. Um, I just got rid of the worst car I have ever owned. All right. Uh, and I'm a, and you might be a little surprised when I tell you. 06 Lexus GS300. Okay. The main problem was a oil oil uh, consumption. Oh, problem. really? Yeah. Uh, now, have you ever heard of this before? Um, direct fuel uh, injection causes carbon buildup over time, and then you can't keep oil in your engine. Hmm. No, I Have haven't. Never heard of that before. Well, so uh, yeah, not specifically direct fuel injection causing that, uh, and not specifically with Lexus. Um, typically, oil consumption is pretty low on those when you compare it to something like a Volkswagen that seems to be powered by oil. You know, a lot of the like one point or the two liter Volkswagens were notorious for consuming oil, but. Uh, not on Lexus. No, I haven't. I haven't heard of that issue. Uh, well, I uh, emailed the Lexus Club and going online, several people got that problem. Huh. And then I knew a guy that had a, a 08, and his only had mine started to happen around about 150,000 miles. I bought the car in 2010. Yep. Uh, it had about 70,000 miles there. Then I noticed uh, about at about 140 that I would change the oil and it would be black in about three or 400 miles. Wow. Then every 700 miles, I measured it three times. 700 miles, it would use two quarts of oil. Oof, that is a lot of oil. That is a lot of oil. Then I got online and looking around and, yes, Lexus for that year. Uh, 2006 up to about 09, 010 had a lot of problems with that. Wow. Yeah. And, uh, you know, it wasn't, it wasn't like, uh, you weren't losing O2 sensors or anything like that. You weren't getting check engine lights. Oh, no, no. Wow. No, past, past Maryland emissions with flying colors. That's crazy. Yeah, that was crazy. And then... Uh, I had another weird problem with that car. Water inside the cabin. Uh, 05 to 06, they changed the body style and they changed the uh, drainage system on the car where it went underneath the car, not the, like, uh, port holes that I usually use to drain off your water. Yep. Water from rain. And then water was getting inside of my uh, back floor causing a mold problem. Oh yeah, that's the worst. Yeah, then I had a, and then the dealer really didn't want to stand behind it because it was over fifty thousand miles, and Lexus didn't want to stand behind. Oh man, yeah, it was just a headache after headache. I'm glad you got rid of it. Headache, but I got I got to run now. But did you tell when you sold it? Did you tell them about the problems or just keep your mouth shut? Oh no 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 no! I'm not that type of guy. I told it. I sold it to my crazy neighbor. I told him everything about it. I was shocked 
dad, he wanted to buy the car. 48 hours, I was handing him the title. Beautiful. Thanks, Ed. That was a good story. I have to be a little quicker now because there are more people. And I don't want to have the whole times get too long. So, Rich in New York. New York. How you doing, Rich? Hey, Bradley. Um, I called you once before uh, a couple years ago. I own a 2014 Mazda 6. I bought it new. And I've got over 100,000 miles on it now. I drive it quite a bit. And I have never experienced that particular problem that your earlier caller uh, mentioned. Uh, I think it's a fantastic car. But since I called you to tell you it was such a good car, um, I bought another car, which is even better. I've been driving over 50 years. I've had a lot of cars. And uh, I purchased a new Camry hybrid, an LE hybrid. And I just have to tell you how amazed I am at the uh, terrific gas mileage it, it achieves. Uh, the sticker, the window sticker, claims it gets 53 miles per gallon um, highway. And I've been realizing over 60, low 60s, and that's driving around the Hudson Valley, you know, back roads, you know, taking my time. Yep. But what I do, the reason I bought the hybrid is I, I go, I have a condo down in Florida, and I drive down every winter back and forth several times, four, five, six times a winter, putting a lot of miles on the car. And I'm going down 95, I'm averaging 48 to 50 miles to a gallon. So I just wanted to share with you, uh, you know, how amazed I am at, you know, the uh, the advancements in hybrid technology. Yeah, and and you know, th to get significant mileage like that out of a car, the Camry size. I mean, that's that that is not a small car. Um, it's amazing. They, they've grown substantially over the years, and to get that kind of fuel mileage out of it is just amazing. Um, and and uh, the I, technology I is just so transparent to you as you're driving the thing too it's not like driving you know there's no hassle to it it's just None. you just drive it normally like you drive anything else um yeah, i think yeah. i think they're fantastic i just got out of one uh i drove one i don't know five four or five weeks ago and i i just i love the car i thought it was yeah. a really really nice car and you know it's i like performance cars and i like the performance version of the camry too that thing is phenomenal but the hybrid is a really nice car, too. And, and, the, and the current model, uh, which I have, has been totally redesigned yeah. on a new platform. So it takes advantage of all the latest technology uh, in terms of just the ergonomics and driving the car. Yep. It's amazing. Yep. But I have a question. Um, uh, this is in regard to my Mazda 6, which is a six-speed manual. Sure. Um, um, when I am coasting, is, there, uh, is it better... To uh, and I, when I say coast, I mean taking my foot off the uh, the, the uh, gas pedal. I'm still in, the gears are engaged. Yep. Is it more fuel efficient when coasting to leave the car in overdrive sixth gear, or should I keep it in fifth gear, which is a basic one to one ratio? Uh, if it's a one to one ratio, I would I, I would leave it in the sixth gear. Um, you know, if, if I, if fifth is a one-to-one -one ratio, then I'd, I'd it leave it in the sixth gear and that's, that's going to be the most efficient. Um, and you don't want to lug the engine obviously, but, no. um, you know, I think that that's definitely the, the most efficient, uh, gear to so, be so in. So the energy efficiency works whether you're applying power or just coasting, uh, Correct. It, it doesn't matter. Correct. Good. Thank you. Yep. That answers that question. Thanks, Rich. Okay, talk to you again. Bye. Okay.
He was definitely a scientist, right? So, the, so the the answer as to why he does not have that problem with his Mazda six is the manual transmission. It's apparently it's a uh, it's a parking switch that goes bad in these things that causes the issue that one it was that, causing Tony's and Walpole. Tony, Tony's Tony's issue apparently is some kind of a par, a switch. Uh, that sends a signal to uh, tell the car wow. it's actually in park. Wow, I hope that he's still listening. That's yeah. that's great. Time's up. Craig, thank you so much. Make uh, Good luck on your gigs. Yeah, thanks, man. And we're looking forward to talking to you uh, next time. And next time we will do a detailed uh, survey of the rules for antique plates throughout the states and find out where, where you're best off. Okay, thanks a lot, brother. Thanks a lot, man. WBZ Boston's News Radio. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.